Welcome back to the Suresh podcast. In the previous episode, we heard how the two six, Pirana and Bera, how they were sent to meet with Mehrwan. These two six, by the way, were part of the five six that went with Guru Arjan Dev Ji to Lahore, and were there to see the Guru get tortured. The five at that time were Pirana, Bera, Bidichan, Jetha, and Langaha. So these are all very long-standing and very senior six. So after that meeting, it didn't really resolve anything. Guru Hargobind decided he himself would go visit Mehrwan, his elder cousin brother. And this was against the advice of Jetha. So last chapter ended with Guru Hargobind humbly approaching Mehrwan, bowing down to him, and then sitting down. Chapter 14 now begins describing how Mehrwan was sitting there on an elevated seat, just puffed up with arrogance, while Guru Hargobind, the treasure trove of forgiveness. was sitting on the ground lower than him. Bidichan saw this Guru Hargobin sitting down and just he couldn't handle it. He said, "Guru Hargobin, this guy Mehrwan, he does not know what's proper or not. He's sitting high up and you're lower. He thinks he's the most supreme out of anybody in this world. Guru Hargobin, you are the peer of all peers. You are the mir, the most sovereign, royal out of all the mirs, all the royals." Oh resolute guru no one is higher than you Guru Hargobind heard this and said Bidichan listen my father Guru Arjan Dev ji he was younger than Mehrwan's father Prithichand and also Mehrwan is older than me I was born after him so I'm younger he is my older elder brother so he deserves to sit higher than me it makes sense that I sit lower This hurt Bidichan he was he was frustrated he was pent up with anger but he and the other six had to just stay quiet there. Guru Hargobind was sitting there, no one spoke for a little bit of time, it became a little awkward. Then Guru Hargobind then said very sweetly, "Mehrwan, please forego any hostility and look towards me. Let's talk happily. Tell me, why are you going around calling out to all the officials here? You should come live in Amritsar in peace." a land a house wealth anything you need we can provide that for you why are you bowing down in front of the turks the moguls you and me we both hold the honor of the guru's house the guru has given us everything we need why don't you come to amritsar and live there in peace with us by doing what you're doing you are only increasing the slander of the guru's house worldwide and secondly you're only increasing the bad blood between us And even then after doing all this you've not attained anything. Think again of you and your elders and their actions. What they have accomplished. They've spent their whole life in this dispute, only increasing and increasing the bad blood. There are only vices to be found in this type of dispute. Search within your heart carefully and think about this. Mehrwan heard this and then quickly spoke out in anger saying, "There can be no meeting or reconciling between you and us you'll only speak the truth really once you feel some pain in your heart you just sleep easy at night with no worries and you're saying this that my father was unsuccessful my father told me on his deathbed oh son understand everything about this dispute 
and do whatever you can to get revenge on them. Understand that the true Guru title resides with you. He told me to do whatever I could to have you and your father put in jail, tortured, then killed. He told me to take back my grandfather's Guru Ramdas Ji's possessions, all of Amritsar, and only then I'll be a worthy and exalted son. He told me that I should never meet with you, to reconcile with you. And now I'm just beginning my plan to have you removed from Amritsar, to have you thrown in jail, to have you run off somewhere. Only then I'll be able to call myself the son of Prithichand. My father Prithichand was a greatly accomplished person, a Mahapurk. His words will forever remain true. What he said at the end of his life, I have accepted that. You and your father, you have no honor at all. And for a long time you've been talking about coming together as one, yet you stole everything from our grandfather's city of Amritsar away from us. And you call yourselves the great gurus? You never thought about my compassionate father, Prithichand. You were just lucky that the minister Sulhi didn't get close to Amritsar to capture you all. But now, that day that I will destroy you, I will understand that day as a great day of us coming together. In your heart, you have deceit, but outwardly, you're sweet. You must have learned this from your father. The six heard this and they were just livid. They were so angry hearing this, what the coward had falsely said about Guru Arjan Dev Ji, Jetha, Purana, Bidichan, all the other six, they immediately got up and they were ready to throw down. They were ready to fight. They just couldn't sit there and accept this. They wanted to grab Mehrvan right there and teach him a lesson. So as they were about to start yelling out in anger, just as they started talking, Guru Hargobind quickly stopped them and said, listen, we have come here to his residence. Have we come here to please them or to anger them? Stop. Don't say anything. Sit down. So Guru Hargobind stopped his six from doing anything there and then very humbly held the feet of Mehrvan and then said, brother, you're older than me. We cannot give you a response to your face, but even then think about this carefully and renounce your anger. It's in anger that a man loses all his sense. Anger is the root of all strife and sin. Anger is the antithesis, is the exact opposite of righteousness. One consumed in anger is thrown into the hells. It's in anger that one commits acts that they should not come to Amritsar. We will give you a house there, and if you require anything else, let us know, we can provide that for you. Please tell us why you are so angry so that we can stop that action that is angering you. Please let us know how we can please you. But don't think of the past. Just think what can make you happy now in the future. Mehervan heard this and looked aggressively at the six that were standing there. And he said to them in a great anger, Oh, you've got up now, eh? So why don't you leave? Guru Hargobind, tell these fools to get out of my sight. Otherwise, oh, they'll get to see what it is to meet with us. We'll show you how their heads will be rolling on the ground. My heart was just burning before, but now I'll show you how it's going to erupt in a blaze of anger. So Mehrvan continued saying these type of harsh words while his face and eyes just went completely red. He was ready to fight. He grabbed the handle of his sword, ready to draw his weapon, to show his warrior spirit to Guru Hargobind. But Guru Hargobind, the most righteous, 
the most resolute warrior, the treasure trove of forgiveness, saw this and thought quickly and said, listen, this is my desire, that the entire lineage of the Guru stay united as one. But such is your disgraceful fate. Who can do anything to change that? You're proving the curse of Guru Ramdas, which he leveled on your father Prithichan, to be true, that you will be destroyed by your own anxiety and worry and jealousy. Your lineage will forever be stuck in this jealousy. To see others around them doing well, they'll be burned inside. These six that you called fools here, your lineage will remain in their obedience in the future. You'll receive pahol, amrit from them at some point, and only then will your lineage live in some amount of peace. You'll serve them as servants, and only then will you have a good life. You'll have to come to them with great humility to these six to be accepted. You'll have to go around begging from them to be accepted. You have not reconciled now with us, and in the future when your lineage tries to reconcile with the six, they will not even fully allow it. You'll become their servants, and only after taking Bahul Amrit from them, only then they'll give you some money. So Guru Hargobin cursed Mehrvan here and then got up. Mehrvan started to curse back at the Guru, but Guru Hargobin didn't reply at all. Those beings who are greatly accomplished spiritually, those people lower themselves. They don't defend themselves, they bow down. Essentially, they act humbly, even though they are accomplished. Like a branch from a tree which has so many flowers on it. The tree's beauty, its flowers, the reason for its weight, is why the branch lowers down to humble itself. But a bamboo tree, it just gets higher and higher, keeps its head up high in arrogance. But if it heats up, it burns down quick. Guru Hargobind, though, he bowed down to Mehrvan before leaving. And just like a very tall mountain, the peak of it still has a small grass on it. Everybody knows who's larger in that context. Or an elephant who has a small goat climb on top of it. Everyone knows the elephant is larger. In the same way, Guru Harakubin, even though he bowed down to Mehrvan, it doesn't take anything away from the greatness and glory of Guru Harakubin. Guru Harakubin and his six casually strolled back home in ease, in a carefree mind, arriving back at their camp. Mehrvan, however, though, he kept thinking about the encounter. It was the first time he met with Guru Hargobind. Mehrvan, just like he had learned how to write from his father, he also learned how to hate, how to be deceitful. He spoke so harshly and with such arrogance. He used his sharp intellect to perform deceitful acts. So after the encounter, Mehrvan was quite happy. He was like on a swing, riding up and down. He was in so much joy, he started to praise himself in front of his six, saying, Look, uh, Guru Hargobind, he bowed down in front of me. He gives endless money to the community leaders, the Masans. That's why they support him. And he calls himself a great guru sitting there in Amritsar, but in front of me, he bows down. Those six who support him, they don't understand my glory. Those who understand, they come to me. Now he wants to reconcile and come together as one. That's why he came here so that nothing bad happens to him. He knows that we are close with Shah Jahan, the prince. He must have heard that from someone. That's why he's afraid. What, are we stupid? If there's something to talk about, then we will talk with him. But my problem will be resolved by the prince, Shah Jahan. 
And when he'll tell his father, Jahangir, then immediately this will be remedied. Or Shah Jahan maybe himself will make the order. Either way, Guru Hargobind will be greatly scared off. How can I call myself his relative and come to Amritsar? That won't be the right way forward for me. But with my power, I'll take everything back from them. I'll live in Amritsar in my grandfather's residence, Guru Ramdasji, and live there in peace. All of Mehrvan's servants heard this and they clasped their hands together and they bowed down. They said to him, you are the great son of the great Guru. You deserve it all. All the world recognizes this. So Mehrvan and Six were just chatting, going back and forth, praising each other. They thought that they deserved the throne of Guru Nanak. Day by day, their deceitfulness increased and they were not obedient to the true Guru, Guru Hargobind. So this is how chapter 14 concludes. The next chapter, we're going to change gears a little bit. We're going to hear how the congregation comes to visit Guru Hargobind from Amritsar. We hear of the two famous Rababi, Sata and Balwand, how they pass away, how Jahangir passes away, and how a Sikh from Kabul, Afghanistan, brings a very fine horse for Guru Hargobind, but along the way is stopped by a close minister of the Prince Shah Jahan. So that's where we're going to pick up next time. But as always, we'd like to thank those who have been supporting the podcast through the Mangalacharan Patreon page.